Seniors Matter Radio, heard worldwide at www.makingourseniorsmatter.com. Don't forget, on July 20th, our great event with Tipa Snow, talking about Alzheimer's, two sessions, morning and afternoon, one for professional caregivers, one for personal caregivers. Go to makingourseniorsmatter.com for information. On today's show, Brandy Daimling from the Alzheimer's Society of Peel joins us to talk about some some scary uh, stats regarding Alzheimer's and the uh, prevalence of it increasing. Also, Kevin Leet from the Peel Elder Abuse Support Program, a family services of Peel, joins us as well to talk about his wonderful organization and what he's done in his very lengthy career and, and some surprising information about his job. Stay tuned. More right around the corner. Have an aging parent, do they want to remain in their home? Since 1994, Retire at Home has been providing the highest quality nurse-managed home care that is personalized to all your needs. Our services extend to workplace and motor vehicle injuries. Your health, your home, your choice. Retire at Home Services. For a free consultation, go to retireathome.com and call your nearest location. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter on Listen Up Talk Radio and Heard Worldwide on podcast. We have a terrific guest joining us in studio. We do. We do. Good morning. Well, you have to tell me who I it was, is. Well, I was thinking about what I was going to say because we're excited to have Brandy Daimling, for, who is the Business Development Coordinator for Alzheimer's Society Peel with us this morning. And she's going to talk about Alzheimer, about statistics, about what happens to us, who it happens to, and all kinds of good things. Right, Mark? Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So let's talk about this disease and the impact that it's having, uh, certainly on Canadians and their families. Can you speak a little bit to the stats um, that are staggering, I know, uh, with regards to Alzheimer's in Canada? So this is great timing. We just received a new report from the Alzheimer's Society Canada. They commissioned a new research study to see what the prevalence is going to be by 2038. Um, Back in 2008, they did a similar study, and now they're doing a more recent one, just as we're seeing the numbers starting to increase and grow. Right now, the healthcare system is costing about $10 billion to take care of individuals who've been affected by this disease. By 2038, it's looking like more like 16 to almost $18 billion. In terms of families, about 72% of those diagnosed are women. Um, They are typically caregivers, so it is difficult when they're actually diagnosed as well. For the Peel region, our stats go up every year. Um, Our organization just finished our fiscal year and we served over 42,000 individuals and that's 2,500 more than the previous year. So it is on the rise and it is increasing. Um, We're also looking at the number of Canadians affected. Right now we have over 500,000 affected and that's going to go up to by 2038 to close to a million if not over. Now as a healthcare professional myself and working with you know, everyone from pregnancy through to palliative care. So I see the entire family being affected. I've seen the fallout of this in my clinic. 
and, and personally know family uh, and family friends that are experiencing, you know, the unbelievable strain that this has. In the research, can you speak to why we're seeing this increase? I know that's a big loaded question, and I know there's not a single, simple answer. But from your perspective, what are, can we enlighten people as to some of perhaps what, you know, why this is happening? And, and that leads into the next thing that I'd like to talk about, which is what do we do? Absolutely. It is a very loaded question. It is quite large. And I know there's many research studies that are happening right now trying to pinpoint exactly what that cause and factor is with this particular disease. I think right now what we're educating families on and why the prevalence is becoming a little bit more notable is our methods of diagnosis have become so um, advanced over the years that we're able to understand the disease, understand the warning signs, and being able to pinpoint that individual who are present in our offices. The amount of education and also awareness around this disease as well also brings that to the forefront, allowing individuals to approach doctors and healthcare professionals to see what might be going wrong with their loved ones or themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the second part of your question, what do we do? Um, it's very hard to say that we can get rid of Alzheimer's disease. We have, again, researchers ongoing right now looking at causes and ways, um, you know, to help with this particular disease. However, for us, what we want to do is at our level, keeping our brains as healthy as possible. So that's starting at a very early age with head protection, um, helmets when we're out using activities. It's also stepping outside of our comfort zone, um, not being socially isolated, but challenging ourselves, taking a dance class, uh, joining an exercise class, doing something that you necessarily wouldn't do on an everyday basis. Puzzles, brain activities, all fantastic activities and ideas. Also drinking lots of water, making sure that you're eating a nutritionally balanced diet. Um, We like to say lots of healthy greens, vegetables, and a lot of those omega-3s to really help and nourish that vital, vital organ. Um, And then also making sure that you are working with your healthcare providers and ensuring that your health um, is up to date because many of the diseases can coincide with something else. So making sure that your health is managed is, is key. You know what, I'm so glad that you're talking and I know Liz, you'll agree with us on, on making our seniors matter. We talk about the holistic approach to everything that we do Absolutely. and hearing you as a society talking about the fact that all of these things play a role in the health of our brain. Um, I know certainly, uh, you know, went from n- nutrition to challenging our brain. It is an organ that we need to challenge. Um, and even things like environmental toxins, we're living in a world of, of crazy toxicity and there's lots of research out there now to support that because the brain is very fatty and that is something. So I'm thrilled to hear that the society also is recognizing the importance of prevention and that it needs to be a holistic approach. Absolutely. And right now, not knowing exactly what are the causes, we need to be proactive um, and keep ourselves healthy because really we're the only ones that can do that. That's right. That's right. Brandy, can you tell us just a little bit about what your society provides for our community and and probably similar things in other communities, but what do you provide specifically for Peel? Absolutely. So our organizations, 
serves the region of Peel, so that's Mississauga, Brampton, Caledon, Bolton, parts of Halton, um, and South Etobicoke as well. Um, but our goal is really to provide the psychosocial support to families and caregivers during this disease journey. Um, that's really providing respite care, um, ongoing counselling support, education, etc. So we have five-day programs located throughout the region. These are activities that the person with can attend. Um, it's daily, they're stimulated through music therapy, social activities, uh, cognitive activities, uh, exercising, um, and we're done in a very safe and secure facility, allowing the caregivers to have respite during the day as well. We have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week respite care home for the person with dementia. Um, they receive meals, activities. Uh, we call it the bed and breakfast of Peel, <laughs> where they can go and Fabulous. have a break, um, but they're in a home-like environment rather than being in a hospital or maybe long-term care setting that they may not be ready for at that moment in time. We offer counseling, um, support groups, resources. We have public education free to anyone that is interested in taking. Um, and then we have also other awareness days, campaigns, and volunteer activities. And we advocate as well for our clients and their families. Do you still have coffee break? We used to have that a long we time ago. We do. <laughs> we do. We're actually in the midst of planning it right okay, now. The good. kickoff is in September. So we are looking for companies, organizations, individuals to host a coffee break and support Wonderful. And what is a coffee break, ladies? Well, there you go. What is a coffee break? <laughs> Great <Brandy? laughs> question. So coffee break is our national event where we have companies, organizations, and individuals host a coffee break. So they will host bake sales or at their companies in exchange for a cup of coffee. They make a donation to our organization and all those funds get compiled. And then we're able to put that back right into providing materials and programming for our clients. It's cool, isn't it? It is very cool. I do love to hear, and I know first hand I've got a, a close friend locally whose mother um, at a young age was diagnosed actually I know two people uh, with dementia at a young age the process emotionally that a family goes through of letting go and uh, almost like a a, a death that's it happening right mm -hmm. uh, is so hard on everyone and it's difficult to even reach out for help this is your loved one so hearing that you offer counseling and support for the family from a mental and emotional perspective is so crucial. You must see some of the fallout it's having on the caregivers in, in, a, in a holistic way as well, mentally and physically. I'm sure you have some stats that will relate to what the impact that the family it has on the family's health when a uh, when a member of their family has been diagnosed. Absolutely, I mean the way we look at this disease, it is terminal, um, unfortunately, um, and there is a dual grieving process throughout this journey. Mm -hmm. um, so you're grieving as the person is changing, losing those memories, characteristics are changing, personalities changing, and then you're grieving again once you have physically lost that person. So the journey can be very individualistic, and we don't look at a cookie cutter model for everyone. How it affects me will be very different on how it affects you. So when we come down to sit with our caregivers, um, we really focus on what their needs are. We do find that there is taxing um, on the caregivers as well, amount of time that has been spent providing care, um, as well as when we are older yes. and having to provide care for someone else, sometimes our own health will decline yes. as well. Yes. Brandy, while you're here, we want to just mention really quickly before we finish our show today that making our seniors matter is really proud and very pleased to be hosting an event for um, Alzheimer 
caregivers, for professionals who care for people with Alzheimer's and for families who have it. And we're really thrilled that you've uh, cooperated with us and been part of that program. We want to thank you for that. What does that mean uh, to you to have something like that happen? Which is July 20th, oh, July 20th. with Tipa Snow, yes, which is yes. a world-renowned expert. Like, this is a big coup. This so is we just want to make, put that yeah. out there. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We encourage everyone. Knowledge is power. We encourage our caregivers, the healthcare professionals that we work with to always come together to learn new strategies, new opinions, new research. So this is a great way to bring the community together to just hear about from someone else's perspective mm -hmm. on how we can help our seniors, how we can manage this disease at home, and how we can take care of our community. In a oh, real practical, hands-on way. And I Which think that's just what like TIPA is doing. Matter does. That's exactly it. That's and right. so having TIPA come and <laughs> and to link arms with organizations like yours that are well respected and we know hearing the stats and, and all the information you've given us today that this is crucial. Uh, we have to work together and link arms. We have to work together with this disease. It's impacting everyone, including our healthcare system and the lives of, of Canadians. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks yes. very much, Brandy. We'll be right back when we have more coming your way here on Making Our Seniors Matter. music again time for another senior scam alert with glenn cunningham and constable yvette logan from the peel regional police service so welcome to make our seniors matter scam alerts i'm here with constable yvette logan of the peel regional police yvette what's happening in the lottery business i i got this notice that says that i won a prize oh my goodness glenn if i went on every cruise that i've won <laughs> in the last six months um Unfortunately, the lottery scam lives on, and it lives on because, unfortunately, a lot of our older adults are falling victim to this scam. You have to ask yourself a couple of questions uh, when you win the lottery. If you haven't bought a ticket, you're not going to win the lottery. If you haven't put your name in for a draw, you're not going to win a lottery. Nobody's going to call you and give you something for nothing. So what is happening, and we still see a lot of these cases where someone will call you and say that you have won, um, in the one occurrence that I'm, I've been dealing with, I've, you've won $5 million and a Mercedes-Benz. Wow! All you have to do is pay the tax on the Mercedes because the government oh. needs their tax. So oh. the first one might be $1,000, and then it might be, well, you know what? The car got to the border, and now it's tied up in, at uh, customs, so that's going to be another $2,000. Oh, you know what? Because this is American money, you have to pay the tax and the exchange on the cash. This will go on for some time. Really? For a considerable amount of time. So is there paperwork handling in this? Like the, the, this no, winner, have they gotten anything? They have gotten any, nothing and they will get nothing. We've had victims that have fallen uh, to the tune of over $100,000 that they've wow. shipped off in order to get their, their winnings, which are not their winnings that they're never going to get. Wow. So what do we do? How do we, I guess, if you won something that you didn't put an entry your name into, you didn't win it. At the end of the day, you will never have to pay for a lottery. 
and you Good certainly point. will not have to pay for it up front. Now, having said that, if you win money, the government might tax you on it after, after you've received the, it. After you will never have to pay money up front in order to receive a lottery winning. Well, Todd, I think that uh, that seems to be the ones that I win all the time or the ones that somebody wants me to pay to get. I'm going to send this back to you, Liz and Mark, and uh, we're going to thank Yvette Logan, Constable Yvette Logan of the Peel Regional Police for dropping by again. Great information as always, Yvette. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks. Are you a senior struggling with carrying debt in retirement? A fixed income can be tough when credit card bills are due. Or maybe you have income tax owing. These things are happening to more seniors today than ever. If you're carrying debt in retirement and you don't want to leave it behind for your family to deal with, call Cooper & Company. We've helped lots of seniors put their debts behind them. We have just the solution for you to keep your home and other assets. Call us at 905-454-4510. That's 905-454-4510. Cooperco.ca. Independence matters. Terry McIntyre is a full-service investment advisor who researches and advises the best products in all markets, then advises which best meets your needs and risk tolerance. We are all individuals and need to be treated as individuals. Investments, income, and estate planning have become very non-personal at the big institutions. You deserve to work with a professional who crafts investments to meet your needs. Terry McIntyre, investment advisor, Manulife Securities Incorporated. Call 905-896-9060 or go to terrymcintyre.ca. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter and uh, having a great show so far. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If you'd like to get in touch with us at any time, the phone number is 1-866-269-6155, extension 3, 1-866-269-6155, extension 3. You can leave us a comment or a show idea for a future show. And uh, I know Liz has called that number a few times and tried to disguise her voice, hasn't she? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure I would never do such a thing, I'm never. sure. Never. Well, we're, we're here this morning, Margaret and I, with Kevin Leet, who is the program facilitator for Appeal Elder Abuse Support Program at the Family Service. Services of Peel, and um, we've been thinking of, of uh, having Kevin on the show for a while, but um, we seem to be ships that pass in the night, and I don't always get a chance to ask him. So I'm thrilled that you said yes, and equally thrilled that you're here. First of all, Kevin, perhaps you could just tell us about what you do as as part of your your uh, your job every day, and uh, why you do it, and what you work for, and okay. some general um, stuff. The position is uh, for the Peel Elder Abuse Support Program, and the program is designed to help seniors, older adults, who might find themselves in uh, situations where they're being mistreated, abused by family members. It could be also paid caregivers, uh, institutions, and my role is to actually provide direct. Uh, direct support. Okay. So I will meet with the senior, find out what they want to do. It's case management, uh, advocacy, counseling, support, and it's all aftercare as well. They come to you, Kevin, or do you go to them sometimes? It, it depends. It's whatever they feel is safest. So they can okay. come to the office. I've met people in the hospital, uh, in their own home, in parks, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes at Tim Hortons. It's wherever yeah. they want to speak, as long as it's a safe space for the two of us. Okay. That's important, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It must be very frightening to make that phone call in the first place. To it talk is to for you. them. And it takes it's a big a, step. I think it takes an amazing amount of courage, mm -hmm. you know, because it's... 
it's a complex situation when they're calling about um, the possibility that uh, it's one of their children. No matter how old the person gets, it's still their child. That's right. Yes. And right. Um, and with that, you know, it's they don't want to see their child punished. No. Or anything of the like. So I let them know that there's no expectation, no judgment. It's a conversation. They're in the driver's seat. Whatever they want to do is what happens. Mm -hmm. If they don't want something, it doesn't happen. Okay. And is it is it all kinds of abusive situations? Is it just physical, or is it emotional, mental, financial kinds uh, well, of things? Uh, no, no. Um, one form of abuse happens in isolation. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a, a mix. But now, originally when the program started, I was seeing primarily financial. Okay. But now I'm seeing more financial paired with physical. Mm -hmm. And when I say physical, I mean there are seniors that are being starved, seniors that are being denied your medications. Um, and of course, that affects their overall well-being. They're not being allowed to get to their doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. uh, being isolated from family members. If you don't do what I tell you, you're not coming with us to whatever family gathering or whatever. Yeah. It's almost difficult to comprehend that that exists in our society, in our yeah. own community. Mm -hmm. um, it must be heartbreaking for you to hear some of the stories, I'm sure. Well, it, it is, uh, but at the same time, there's uh, an incredible resilience uh, I find within the seniors. Mm -hmm. There's that with that call comes a spark, yeah. and that spark is what we build on to build their resilience, they have the tools within themselves to mm -hmm. find what they want. Yeah. Seniors have been through a lot. One of the things we understand is that, you know, when you were born in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, you've already had some tough times. Well, that, and, that's and the, the point that to get I make through often, that, right? is that, yeah. uh, you know, we have seniors that will, uh, raised our families in a time when there was no OHIP, there was no social exactly. state, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. and their golden years should never be tarnished mm -hmm. by elder abuse. No, absolutely not. So what kind of uh, uh, programs can you offer them? Well, it depends it, it depends directly on what they want. If it's a, an urgent housing situation, uh, we could um, apply for what is called priority housing with the Region Appeal. Mm -hmm. And it's for people who have experienced domestic violence in the family. Um, sometimes uh, it's mediation they want. Sometimes it's counseling within the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's whatever whatever resource I can try to access, I will find it for them. Now, just when you mentioned that about the safe housing, there's mm -hmm. a, a new program, uh, safe beds. Safe I bed don't know protocol, what it, it's yes. called, safe bed protocol, mm -hmm. and that's an emergency yes, program, it is a, right? Yes, it provides seven days mm -hmm. of uh, safe housing. Uh, for a senior who needs to escape the situation immediately. Right. Most regions or other municipalities will only offer three, if they do have one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We offer seven, which is That's fantastic. Uh, you know, above That's and beyond. Fantastic. Yeah. At the beginning of our discussion, Kevin, you said something that really resonates with me, uh, both personally and as a healthcare professional, and that is that this is a complex issue. It is. And it affects everyone. And so, could you speak a little bit to the complexity, and when I say that, I mean the person that is potentially creating the abuse, and, and, and that's a tough word to say, or, or that I know that you said prior to going on air that sometimes this person doesn't even realize they're doing it. They are under tremendous strain for reasons like you just suggested. There aren't the resources available in our communities. So when you're the person, for example, with uh, taking care of a loved one maybe that has dementia or Alzheimer's, um, and you are, it's a 24-7 job. There's a lot of fear attached to that. There's costs attached to that. Mm -hmm. And there's stress 
so the abuse uh, that starts to percolate because both parties are being affected. Exactly. Would you would you agree with that? And if it so, works. how do you address this bigger picture? Well, in I because we look at it in the family approach and it's restorative justice, which means that the senior rarely ever wants to work to see their, their loved one being punished. Right. I've worked on about 700 cases now and we've never gone to court once. Right. And so what they want is to have their family come back to where it used to be. Right. And uh, but caregiver stress we identified as a major, major issue. Uh, the lack of support to families uh, in regards to keeping their loved ones at home. We're seeing wait lists of over two years for long-term care. So what we're seeing is that there's this whole waiting pattern but people are expected to cope, but we're not given the resources to cope. Exactly. And, um, you know, in, in a situation that uh, I have experienced, uh, a gentleman, uh, his father received an Alzheimer's diagnosis. Um, his marriage had broken up and he was losing his business all within a five month period. Yeah. So here's the stress coming, you know, percolating through. He's dealing with a dementia diagnosis of his father. His mother had passed away from dementia. The, all the stress is upon him. He is the one that needs the support as well. Absolutely. And our program is different in that it offers support to the person who is labeled as the abuser and following the lines of not no expectations, no judgment. And are you able to provide that support for, for yes, people like him? Yes, okay. I am. Yeah. And, and can you do that without a, a long period of waiting yes. so that they can yes. get some immediate help? I, I, I do my best to see people immediately. Okay. Um, normally, if it's a, a counseling thing, I, I flex my schedule. Normally, I'm a nine to five kind of guy, but crisis doesn't happen on a nine to five mm -hmm. basis. Mm -hmm. So I will switch my schedule around, maybe do a one to nine and have them come in and eat. You know, it's so powerful what you just said. I mean, we're not ever saying condoning abuse in any way, shape or form of, of a senior. However, there are two sides to this equation and that stress that families are under is just, it's sometimes unbearable and to know that you're not alone and you're not isolated and there's someone like your organization and someone like you that have the skills and the resources to also help i'm i'm confident that many of these people don't want to be hurting the seniors that they're with but they just don't know what to do which is why kevin we're so excited about an upcoming event that we have with tipa snow and helping caregivers and families and professionals get the resources and the practical strategies to cope with this horrible disease that as one of our previous guests talked about with Alzheimer's Society Appeal, these numbers are climbing. So this issue is not going away, is it? No, it's and, not. and they're linked. So the abuse is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse if we don't do things like events like this and other greater things to support mm -hmm. the community right. at large. And, and you know, whenever uh, working with a senior, I always do a sort of like a family mapping to find out what are their natural supports. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's important that there is no judgment. Because, you know, one of the things that we have a tendency to do in our society is shaming the victim. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be somebody's ask, fault, right? We, exactly. We or why do you stay? Mm -hmm. To me, that is an abusive oh. and abusive question, but it also dishonors that person's existence. Mm -hmm. We can't judge any reason why a person stays or not. Right. So, you know, it's... Is, is there, so is much there a, more than you, Kevin, or are you it? No, I'm it. Wow. <laughs> are you seriously I'm it, it I, for Peel? I, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So that speaks that to itself, the issues yeah. as well. I mean, you can, we'd like to clone you. That's not possible. But that speaks to the overall arching problem we've talked about so many times on this show, mm -hmm. Liz. And that is there's just a lack of resources. I mean, you told me you alone have seen 700 cases in your career. And I, I want to qualify that. I don't think it's so much a lack of resources. I think it's a poor allocation of resources. Oh, thank okay. you for clarifying. And, and yeah. the reason why I say this is that, you know, the uh, senior population in Peel is growing at three times the rate of the rest right. of the country. We're the fastest growing region in North America. Mm -hmm. But all the money is going towards youth programs and they're ignoring the cohort yep. that is growing the fastest. fastest. So we're going to have these yep. youth, tons of big resources for them, and then bang. We had all these seniors. We're going to be working in a crisis situation. We're going to be scrambling. We're going to be behind the ball from the start. Wondering why yeah. this happened. Do you know what? You are singing the mantra of making our seniors matter. It is. This is why we do what we do as a, as you know, as an organization on this show because that is exactly. It. And don't get me wrong. We don't want to toss our kids aside. We are all about intergenerational living, but we can't deny stats like you just gave. And thank you for sharing that because this there is a crisis is coming and I don't want to be fear-mongering but there's a reality and we can't stick our head in the sand and pretend it's going to go away without collectively linking arms and doing something to make a difference so exactly. thank you for sharing that oh yeah. powerful we want to have you back oh for sure absolutely anytime okay. <laughs> and 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 he's flexible with his time it could be yeah. nine to five it could be one to nine <laughs> that's what I hear about we're right in his time frame so what a pleasure and honor to have you on the show I can just I know that the listeners will hear it in your voice but sitting across from you and watching you speak about your passion you simply ooze um, empathy and I'm sure you've heard that before uh, that matters and here on making our seniors matter that's what we're all about we want people like you that are going to help empower seniors and their families to make their lives a little bit better so thanks for joining us thank you thank you we'll be back with more of making our seniors matter in just a moment hey folks this is Tita Snow from North Carolina but on July 20th, I'll be with you making our seniors matter. I'm going to be up spending time with folks, helping them learn how to make a difference. So come and join us, eh? Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter, second last show of uh, season number three. We hope you join us next season after the final show for more great information, helping seniors and their caregivers, some great information. And hopefully next year you can nominate a shining senior for our shining senior moment. Someone that just does good, that embodies everything that is positive about this particular time of life. You can tune in to Making Our Seniors Matter each Monday at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m., but if you miss it, you can find it on demand or podcast the following day. If there's something you'd like to comment on, uh, have a program suggestion, you'd like to make a song request, you would like to nominate a senior for our Shining Senior Moment, please call us at 1-866-269-6155, extension 3. 1-866-269-6155, extension 3. Making Our Seniors Matter is produced for Wild Radio by Listen Up Talk Radio. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.